Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome! Welcome and a big boom on that intro. I love that. I love that intro. Welcome, fellow vets. Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. And I've got the man, the myth, the legend, the friend, a brother from another mother, fellow disabled veteran and veteran coach, Jay Reed. How you doing, brother? going on everybody welcome to our facebook live here good to have you brian good to be on on with you always thank a pleasure you. man thank you I, I appreciate you stepping up too and and fellow vets if, if you haven't kind of seen what we've been doing lately is we've shifted the focus of these lives that we do on facebook as well as on youtube and we're trying to showcase our community right. because that's what matters more than anything Okay, this this movement ain't about me. Okay, it's it's never been about me. It's about us. It's about the shared identity that's woven into the fabric of those uniforms that we wore and the oath that we took when we raised our right hand to support and defend freedom. Okay, that's what is this is all about. That's what's special. And I love doing these with other vets like Jay Reed and we've had Stacy on and Rob and Miranda I and mean, we've we've had a whole ton of our teammates and you're going to see more as we continue to grow because we're showcasing that we're just like you absolutely right? we're we're fellow disabled veterans going through the same shit that you're probably going through right now mental health issues depression anxiety insomnia Weight gain, trouble connecting with people, sleep problems. Goodness, I, I, I don't think I've ever met a veteran, Jay Reed, who told me, you know, hey, Brad, I, I sleep great, man. I, I, go, I go to sleep, no problem. I sleep, sleep straight through the night. I wake up feeling, feeling fresh and, you know, I'm ready to go. Like, said I, no vet ever. Said no vet ever. Like, right. 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 And I was, I was sharing uh, Jay Reed. I think it was the last live we did. Look, it's okay. It is okay that you're not okay. Okay, it's okay. Absolutely. To not be okay, we share that all the time. Look, we're not okay. Nope. Right? We're going through this thing called life with you. And we ain't ever going to BS you. We're going to give you real ground truth all the time. Okay. Because what we figured out is the power to help you celebrate life change. It happens through uncomfortable vulnerability. Absolutely. It happens when you can share 
all of your heart, which connects to here. Okay, it's that it's that 18 inches right here between the heart and the head. Right, you can hear mine. I mean, there's like nothing in there. I don't even know what it's doing right now, but it sounds hollow. Okay, but we're connecting this and this, and when that happens, that's when the magic happens. That's when there's this realization of I'm not alone. Right. I do matter. I do belong here. I am a fellow disabled veteran. I do deserve benefits. Okay. But it starts with welcoming you into our community. We tell you you're an insider now. You matter. Okay. And Jay Reed, my brother, <laughs> I want to just before before we start asking the fellow insiders on live to to jump in and give us a shout out. Can you just share a, a little bit about your background and, and sort of how you came to be a veteran coach here with us? Absolutely. And thanks, Brian, for, for all you do and, and for giving us the best opportunity to have our, our voices heard and to take charge of our claims and, and putting this information out there. Because again, you I was telling another vet, you don't have a commercial out there that's like, hey, vets, you know, it's like Apple commercials, there's car commercials, but there's no VA commercial saying, hey, vets, come down. And if we jacked you up, you know, we'll put some money in your pocket, show you how to do the process. You never <laughs> see that ever. So yeah. that alone. <laughs> ain't ever happening. No. So we're the commercial right now, pretty much. So um, basically, my story goes by, I was 17 years old, actually, when I joined. I uh, I was born in uh, Brooklyn, but I grew up in Barbados. I lived there for 13 years, and um, I left there when I was 16, because they finished high school at 16 there. And then, uh, yeah, came to America with my, my mom's over here. My grandparents in Barbados needed money for college, wanted to, you know, go to school, joined the military, got stationed at um, Fort Knox. And lo and behold, two weeks before basic training was over, 9-11 happened. No. So I'm like, nothing's going on in the world before that. Everything was kind of peaceful. So I was like, no, it's a safe bet. Get some money for school. In basic training during 9-11? Oh, my God. So goodness. check this out, Brian. So the day before 9-11, you know, the drill sergeant's coming out. They're screaming, oh, no, get in drill, push-ups, sit-ups, whatever. The next day when 9-11 happened, we come outside for formation and our drill sergeants are literally sitting on the steps, two streaming with the tears, hat in their hand. And we're looking around like, what's going on? We oh. thought it was part of training. So then the other drill sergeant comes out because that drill sergeant had a family member in New York. So that's why he was like breaking down. So we're all like shook up. We're like, this is crazy. What's going on? The next drill sergeant comes in. Okay, privates. They just hit the towers. We're like, towers? They put the TV on and they showed us 9-11 happening in real time while we're in basic. <laughs> so all of us are like, right. So your mind has to kind of process that to begin with. And then we're like, well, we're going to definitely be activated. And then so, so said, so done. The next year, I'm in Afghanistan. So my um, besides that traumatic event, the one thing that stuck in my head that really triggered a lot of the PTSD. We're in a C-130 flying over um, Afghanistan. It's completely dark. It's a night mission. We got to land there like, okay, everything's going to be dark on the inside. Everything's going to be dark on the landing zone. Yeah. We landed. We got out. We were a single file on a pavement that's about two feet wide. And they told us 
if either of you step on either side of these this pavement, they're riddled with landmines, and you're gonna blow everybody up. Oh my god! Pitch black. Another country, part of the world, never seen before. I was 18 at that point because my birthday was in November, and oh I'm in the other part of the country and not knowing what to expect. And they're telling us if you don't hold on to the rucksack in front of you and just keep shuffling forward, it was probably only like. 500 yards to the tent, I think, but it felt like 10 miles, <laughs> to be honest with you. Oh. So there was that. So fast forward, came back, you know, you know how it goes with you've been deployed over there and the bombings and, you know, every day you're lying to your family because you're getting sent to the bunkers and you're telling, oh, I have to go to a meeting. Yeah. What's meanwhile, that? <laughs> right. <laughs> meanwhile, it's like, you know, the alarm's going off. Like, What's that? I was like, oh, no, I just got to go to a little huddle real quick. Fire That's drill. Right. Exactly. That's like the 10th bomb this morning. So there's that, you know, yeah. came back normalizing again. Then Iraq happens. They stop lost me. Actually, I was supposed to get out. They gave me a stop oh, lost. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I ended up doing like nine months outside of my four year contract in I Iraq. And same deal. Came back, um, got seen for my back. I got in a Humvee accident over there in um, the desert and they rated me at like 10 percent. So back then I didn't know what I was doing. Something just told me, go get seen for it while I was in. You never know because they're gonna try to blame it on something when you get out, you're young, so on and so forth. That was pretty much the only thing I did did right when it came to my to my claim. Yeah. So 10% came out and 13 years goes by, Brian, at 10%. I'm guzzling ibuprofen. I'm, you know, fast forward, I'm a nurse now. My symptoms are starting to catch up to me. I'm supposed to be this caring person. You know, all my patients love me. I've been doing this job for a decade, you know, critical care nurse, ER nurse, and I'm irritable. I'm snapping on my <laughs> snapping on my patients and um, I have to sit in my car for 10, 15 minutes before and after shift to just get mentally prepared. Nothing like was in my character before any of this happened. And my lady that's with me now, she's like, John, you know, you're changing. You gotta go get some help because you're such a kind person. You you pride yourself on the service of others from the time you were in the military, then you're a nurse, now you're doing this job. It's just, you gotta go get help. So met up with Terrell, awesome, awesome, awesome human being. And he was like, no, Jay Reed, like, just tell me your symptoms. I don't wanna hear about what your service connected for yet. Just tell me what's going on in your life. At that point, I was going through a divorce. No, money was all crazy, damn near homeless. My lady that was with me, she emptied her bank account to support oh. me, it, it was an on and on and on. Separated from my kids, they're in Florida, it's a whole nine. So Terrell was like, you gotta go take care of your mental health first of all, at the very least, because you sound like you're about to break. And I was, but we were taught and built to tough, so suck it up, drive on, um, you know, we're trained to handle you know, life and death situations, but when you get out of the military, you have to deal with those residuals, that 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 trauma. You have to make room for new trauma because traumas are happening every day. And if you still have that old trauma back there, it's gonna spill over and then there's a mess everywhere in your life. And that's, I was heading there. Yeah. So go to um, the Psyche Val through uh, VACI and a Telemedica and they rated me at 70% for PTSD, which blew me away because I'm sitting here as a nurse, I should have been able to see that coming, but you're so busy adulting and, and and taking care of everybody and who saved Superman, you know, that type of, <laughs> that phenomenon. Yeah, and, I do it well. Oh yeah, 
as veterans, pretty much we all do it, right? And I'm telling you, I checked my e-benefits. So I filed, say I filed my claim with Terrell. It was must have been like April of 2019, fully developed claim. I was at 10% just for my back. Yeah. I filed my migraines. I filed insomnia, my PTSD, everything. Two months, literally June 19th. I remember the date like it was yesterday. 100% PNT doing this process. I literally broke down because that feeling of having your life changed and knowing that, okay, you can normalize what's going on to you. And that's what we need to start doing, normalizing the acceptance and the treatment of our mental health issues. As a, as a human race, as veterans, as a whole, we have to start normalizing it. The whole separate and medicate is not working. And it's, it's, it's sad, really, when, again, you hear these stories on, on, on our Zoom calls and stuff like that of these veterans going through these horrible things. And it's just ignorance. They don't know that they have, there's help out there. They don't know there's answers. They don't know this disability or this symptom that they're going through is common to pretty much all of us and there's help. So I, I'm talking about myself. I, I thank Terrell every time I talk to him and I said, look, man, if I can keep doing this and pay it forward, like how you guys changed my life, I would love to do that. And I'll be honored to serve my brothers and sisters because again, I'm of that spirit. Like from the time I came out of the womb, apparently I wanted to serve people. That's my every path, every career I've taken is to serve other people. And it pays itself forward. And I've been blessed in ways that I can't describe. It's not always about monetary. Yeah. I've met people, I've changed lives. I've had people change my life. I've learned, I've evolved. I've grown, I've taken charge of my mental health. I'm understanding my symptoms and, and the rest is history. And I, here I am. Wow. And wow. there's so much more, but there's not even enough time, Brian, but that's the snapshot. That. We're, we're going to do a round two. Um, <laughs> I actually want to unpack the full story and, and maybe yeah, it's a lot. Maybe we can devote an actual session to just that. Like I would, I would love to unpack your full story because literally Brian, that's like 10% of what I went through. And that's I, I, being honest with you. I believe it, man. And, and yeah. look, I, I want to take a second to affirm you. Okay. And I, and I want to do it live because it's important <laughs> to do that. So, Fellow vets, teammates, anybody watching, listening, this is one of the most genuine, beautiful souls you will ever meet. Appreciate that. On this call. I, I truly mean that. And you may not know this, but you help me be better <laughs> every single day. Okay. And I'm going to brag on you and affirm you because you may not even know this. So our team, we're mostly virtual, right? I've, I've never met Jay Reed in person, okay? But I know we're gonna do that soon, right? As soon as we get out of this mess. Now, right. uh, we wanna meet more of you, by the way, in person when things uh, clear up a little bit, normalize with COVID. Um, I've seen the VA that you know, the vaccines are going out right now. I think there's 37 locations that received the vaccine. Um, you can actually sign up, fellow vets, on va.gov to become notified of the COVID vaccine and when it hits your uh, your VA facility, your VHA facility and all that. And I would encourage you to do that. I signed up last night myself. Okay. But when things get safe again, though, we're going to, we're going to jam together in person. Okay. Absolutely. Virtual is great, but you can't beat in person, right? True. You can't beat that. So when things are safe, we're going to do it again. Um, but Jay Reed, what, what, what y'all probably don't know, 
is in addition to him being a beautiful soul, he loves to share, uh, I call them knowledge bombs, right? <laughs> but he loves to share wisdom and inspiration. And he does it every day inside of our team community channels where we communicate. And it's it's images with, with text and verses and quotes and it's daily inspiration, okay? And man, I need that. <laughs> I need that so bad, we all do. And I love every single morning going to the inspiration channel on Slack and seeing what's in there. And what's awesome is you've inspired other teammates to do the same. And so now we've got like this true veteran helping veteran with daily inspiration that we all need. And guess what, fellow veterans? This is what we do here. Absolutely. This is called life. Okay. I don't know about you, but I ain't never heard of anyone that's had a perfect life. Okay. Never. So guess what? When things get tough, when you get punched in the nose, when you get whacked in the knees and you're driven to this, to the point where you're on your knees and you've got nowhere else to turn, okay? What is so sad is that we somehow tell ourselves, Jay Reed, it's one of the lies that we tell ourselves. We tell ourselves that it's just, it's just me. It's because I'm, I've been wronged. It's because I'm crazy. It's because I'm less than. It's because, and I can't admit this, I'm embarrassed to talk about my mental health because I don't want to look weak. I'm a caretaker. I'm a nurse. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a program manager. But you don't understand, Brian. Yeah, I do. Because mm -hmm. I've lived it. Okay. I've lived it over and over and over and over again. Folks, look, you can look right now at movie stars, the top singers in the world, the best professional athletes, world-class jujitsu champions, MMA fighters, professional sports, the best gymnasts, the best authors, the best public speakers, the, the U.S. Navy SEALs. Okay, guess what? They ain't okay either. Look at Robin Williams. Look at Robin Williams. If you, example. if you really dig in, and I'm not talking about what you see. I'm not talking about their social media channels. I'm not talking about their latest video. That isn't what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is if you got a glimpse into that person's life, what you would discover is they're struggling with the same things you and me are. Okay. Now, I would argue that our conditions and the things we deal with as veterans are even worse. Why? Because we were succumbed to trauma during our young adult lives. For some of us, we've spent half of our life in the military. 
Right. From the time you were, I mean, Jay Reed, you, let's use you as an example. You were 17 years old. Yep. Right? You weren't even 18 years old yet. My well, mom signed for me. She was crying. It's not normal to be screamed at. It's not normal to be hit. It's not normal to be jarred awake at four in the morning and told to fall out into formation. Those are just things we did because we had to. We were being broken down so we could be built back up. But listen, that's called trauma. Yeah. Those things are not normal. So when I say that we've got a mental health crisis in America, I mean that. We've got a mental health crisis in America, and I personally believe, Jay Reed, that every single U.S. military veteran alive on planet Earth today is dealing with mental health issues. 100%. 100%. Now, you might not meet a full clinical diagnostic criteria. I don't know. Okay? I'm not the doctor. But... I'm telling y'all, you ain't alone. So when you hear Jay Reed tell his story, when you when you hear me talk about drinking until I pass out, when you talk about me taking drugs to try to cope, hiding, not wanting to get out of bed in the morning, not wanting to go outside. Do you want to know one of the reasons I got a dog? One of the reasons I got a dog is so somebody forces me to get out of my house. Yeah, because otherwise I wouldn't leave. Okay, so these yeah. things that we deal with are very real. And the only way, brother and sister, brothers and sisters, the only way we get through this is together and right at it. Absolutely. You can't dance around this anymore. We got to go right at it. We need to be uncomfortably vulnerable with each other. And we've got to get it out there because you know what's going to happen? You're going to suddenly realize you're not alone. You're going to suddenly realize that, you know what? Everybody got a little cray-cray in them, okay? <laughs> Everybody's got a little cray-cray in them. That's okay. That's okay. The biggest thing is when we do this together with you in community, we meet you no matter where you, where you are, no matter what battlefield you're in. Maybe maybe you're navigating the minefield that you heard Jay Reed talk about. <laughs> Getting off of the C-130 in the pitch black darkness. This is before cell phones and cameras. I'm sure there were no lights. And it was like, hey, uh, be careful on your left and right because you may step on a landmine and poof. Right. Okay. Whatever you're trying to navigate, Please know that you ain't alone and somebody's been through the exact thing you're dealing with. Okay. That's why we encourage these conversations as fellow vets and, and Jay Reed, man, thank you so much for sharing that story. I, I didn't know. I, I knew little bits of it. I didn't know the full journey. And I, like you said, we, we just got it's a lot, right? A hundred percent. But oh, yeah. man, what an honor it is. And, and some of the, the my favorite stories, fellow vets, are the ones where you come into our world 
We get to do life together. We get to break bread. We serve and support each other. You finally get the benefits you've earned for your honorable service to our country. You have your life changed just like Jay Reed. And then guess what happens? Because of who you are, because we wore the uniform together, that's eventually when you go, I want to serve. Absolutely. I just had my life changed thanks to this movement and I want to give back. Yep. And, and man, like you just, it, it gave me chills. It, it gives me chills every time. I keep in touch with my battle buddies from, I actually have a guy, um, my friend, Alex Ray, he was over there with me on both deployments and we still keep in touch. We met, we're the same age. We met when we were teenagers and he's my desert family. I call him and I do well. We do wellness checks on each other every Sunday at four. Wow. And I'm, I'm still trying to encourage him to go get, he's rated at nothing. And it's like <laughs> beating a, a dead horse as though you have to kind of impress upon them. It's like, normalize like you're saying normalize your symptoms normalize an acceptance of of what they put you through it's okay to not be okay so i'm still working on them <laughs> hey look we're, we're still working on ourselves right we're, we're working on teammates and we're still working on ourselves okay? absolutely brian we just don't have everything figured out okay no, not I, even close man we're, we're I all i can guarantee that we're all on this journey together called life okay we're going to jump in. Uh, fellow vets, We I'm going to have uh, Eric the Bearded Vet behind the scenes. Thank you, brother. And thank you to all of our teammates who are on live helping out as well. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome to you. Okay, we want to hear from you as well in the comment section below. Um, please flash on the screen who, who you are, right? Give us a shout out where you're, your name, your branch of service, your years of service. And I'm going to let those flash on the screen. Okay. I appreciate y'all jamming with us. We've, we've talked a lot already and we could probably go for hours just hanging together. Um, hey, Jason. Hey, Leo. But what we're going to do is instead of taking, you know, 10 minutes to, to recognize and go through everybody, I want to see the names flash on the screen. We're looking. Okay. We're looking. <laughs> hey, William. Hey, William. But what we're going to do is as those are flashing, hey, Donnie, we're going to jump into today's topic today. Okay, today's topic. And as you can see, I mean, we've got we've got vets from all walks of life. We've got vets from every generation. We have we've had we've had World War II vets in our programs. Okay, now no, that number is is dwindling. Okay, but all the way through Korea, Vietnam, Cold War, everything that happened during that period. You got Desert Storm, Desert Shield in the nineties. That carried forward into everything we're still fighting today in Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria and all over the world. But young and old, men and women, it, it doesn't matter. We, you wore the uniform. We serve you. Okay? We serve you. And you see some of that even just across the screen. People all over the world are dialing in, which is just it's amazing. It's amazing what technology has enabled us to do. So, okay. I want to jump in though, because today we're talking about how to file a VA disability claim. And then what happens after filing a VA disability claim, which is one of the most common things that I get asked, you know, people always want to know, how do I get more benefits, Brian? What am I eligible for? 
Hey, how do I prepare for my CEP exam? And then they really want to know what the heck happens after I file my claim? How long is this going to take? What do all these little messages mean that are back and forth inside of my VA.gov account? Because it's kind of spiking my anxiety and freaking me out. Like, I don't know what this is. And so we want to really just kind of tear back the curtain here and share with you the eight-step VA disability process in the way the VA handles it. And then we're going to talk about what's sort of happening at each step. Okay. And we'll give you some notional timelines as well as we tick through this. But first and foremost, before I, I go to Jay Reed, the most common question I get asked, one of the most common, is how long is it going to take hmm. for me to get a VA rating decision after I've filed my claim? Okay. And I've got some, I've got some great news. Okay. The great news is the VA is getting way faster. Okay. When I left the United States Air Force in 2012, my first claim took almost 15 months to be decided. Okay. That's ridiculous. No, there's vets who have been going on years and it's unacceptable. Now, the VA, though, has actually gotten way faster. There's some things they've done internally, there's some new systems they've brought online. They've outsourced compensation and pension exams to contractors. So those are happening way faster. Right now, the average fully developed claim, okay, from claim submission to award is about 100 days, okay? Now, we're seeing on the VA Claims Insider side, if you follow our SEM method, strategy, education, medical evidence, that's SEM, okay, that's the method we teach. If you follow that, we're seeing veterans get VA ratings in 40 to 60 days yeah. after submission on average. Some are happening even faster. Okay. Yeah. And folks, listen, you're not just the average. I'm sharing the average length of time, about 100 calendar days from submission to award. But that's also taking into account a lot of vets who unfortunately don't know what they're doing. Uh -huh. and a lot of VSOs who are giving you bad advice of just file a standard claim with no evidence and let the VA go get it. That's no good, okay? Those are the averages. What we teach you here is how to prepare and file your own fully developed claim using your own free government website account that takes about five minutes or less, okay, to prepare and file your claim. But we show you the importance of having a personal strategy, okay, of getting an education in VA disability, which we teach live 24 seven, 365, in addition to you needing medical evidence in the form of independent medical opinion, medical nexus letters to help prove the service connection element, which is a missing link. I mean, we see, raise your hand, fellow vets, or just say yes out in the air, even if you're watching the recording. If you log into your e-benefits e account and you click the disabilities tab on the left-hand side of the screen, 
I, I bet it's almost 100%. And just say yes, and I want it to flash across the screen, Eric the Bearded Vet. Fellow vets, I want you to say yes live across the screen if you've ever logged into eBenefits, you've clicked the Disabilities tab on the left-hand side of the screen, and you see one or more conditions that say not service connected. Just say yes. I'm curious. I'm curious as we go live, how many of you can say yes to the fact that you've got conditions that say not service connected, okay? Say yes. I wanna see some yeses on the screen because I know they're out there, okay? Absolutely. Me, oh, there they are. Hey, Randy. Thanks. Yeah, I'll use myself as an example. Yes, I'm saying yes times 100. I've got like 12 conditions in my account that say not service connected. Look at the yeses. Yes, 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 yes. Fellow vets, listen up. There is no such thing as a perfect claim. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a perfect strategy. It doesn't exist. There are best strategies that are personalized to you because everybody's claim situation is a little bit different, okay? You are your own person. You're a unique individual that went through some unique experiences in your service. Look at the yeses. Oh, man, I was just about to say. Look at the yeses. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's every veteran that I've ever spoken to. I mean, I, I've never, Jay Reed, I've seen tens of thousands of claims. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a veteran that had all of their conditions service connected. Never once. Okay. Never once. So again, you're not alone. But what we teach you here, fellow vets, is to take control of your disability claim. You are the master. You are the commander. And we want you to be in control of your disability compensation claim. And the way that you do that is by filing your own fully developed claim inside of your own va.gov account okay it's free and we teach you the importance of the sem method strategy education medical evidence okay we're not spraying and praying disability claims we're not throwing ten thousand pages of medical records up against the wall to see what pages stick okay that's called hope and, and Pray and pray and hope ain't a strategy, folks. Okay. So we teach you, depending on your own personalized claim situation, what the best strategy is for you. And then we're going to help you get educated about the disability process because guess what? It might seem ridiculously confusing in the way that the VA explains it and all these garbage lawyer blogs that talk about, you know, all these legal terms and medical terms that you to know it's a bunch of crap okay we make disability easy we don't make it hard we make va claims easy and we help get you educated we take you through basic training of disability claims okay and then we arm you with some expert tips strategies and lessons learned now if you've got the right claim strategy if you're educated about the process and you've got the medical evidence you need to prove service connection, guess what happens? 
instead of having your claim take a hundred calendar days from soup to nuts, you're going to see it decided in 30 days, 40 days, 60 days, 70 days. Why? Because you gave the VA exactly what they needed, nothing more, nothing less. They can look at the file. They can make a decision. They go, boom, I can rate this one and get it off my desk onto the next one. Okay. That's what we help you do here. It is so important, fellow vets, that you have a strategy session so that you know why you're going to do what you do. Absolutely. It's crucial. And, and gentlemen like Jay Reed, we've got brothers and sisters and fellow vets who have been through this process, who are trained and certified in our process, who are going to take you by the hand and drag you sometimes kicking and screaming over the finish line. I've done it. You're a perfect example. <laughs> All right, brother, let's talk about the VA claim process, though. So let's go into the VA's of about 90 to 100 days uh, from submission to award. And Jay Reed, can you walk us through some of the steps and just kind of what happens at each phase? Yeah, for sure. So we start off with step one is like, you wanna submit your claim. And then um, usually you can go on um, eBenefits and see if your claim has gone through. And then you'll see something on the same claim submitted or received your claim. Yeah. But if you file online, definitely it's going to be there immediately the same day. Um, we typically don't encourage you to mail it in, but I know the, the websites have been down a lot too. So some vets want to do that, but we typically encourage you to do it online, just tough it out and wait for the website to work because it really is a quicker process to get your claim in online and you can see the results right there immediately. So yeah, so in, within one or two weeks, you get a letter or go on eBenefits and then um, you should see your, your claim um, stage right there at the first stage. So then um, the second stage, that's when the, the VA will initially review that evidence that you submitted and start that process there. So like um, your claim is under review. And again, if you go on eBenefits, a lot of times you can see step-by-step step what process your claim is in. So you kind of have that peace of mind because I know the not knowing is a lot of the anxiety for a lot of our vets. So this, I think this e-benefits option that you can see the progression and now this eight step process to even give you a preview before you submit your claim is, is paramount and it's, and it's a great idea. Um, so after you submit your claim there under review, then they're gonna gather the evidence of your claim. So this is the point where, you know, we typically encourage you to file fully developed claims. That way they can review everything. But in this gathering evidence stage, if you have stuff that you need to upload, this is the stage you want to do it in because they're still gathering evidence. If you wait till after, it can slow your claim down and then they'll go back and change the stage to review more evidence and it just clogs up the process. So we like to keep that going also. And then that step normally would take on average around 30 to 60 days, business days, I want to say, to be specific. <laughs> and then um, we go from there. So again, that stage is usually the stage where most vets get very anxious and it's that hurry up and wait game that we like so much <laughs> coming from the military. So we, that's the time where we kind of have to do some, some love and then some, some <laughs> take a mental health day and breathe, Everything you know, you can't rush okay. the process. Huh? Everything right. be okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Everything's gonna be all right. It's funny too. 
a great song for that. We should put like a song in this process stage and then have that play in the background when, when the vets call freaking out. They're like, oh my God, what do I do next? And then, and then, and then, and you're like, okay, calm down. It's okay. Yeah. The VA got you. Yeah. We know how it goes. We're all crazy. Yeah. We've all got anxiety too. So I understand Absolutely. like, yeah. you know, when your name's in and you see it go from, you know, submitted to gathering of evidence to prep for decision to what the right. heck? Back together in evidence, like you know, the red flags are going up everywhere, and you're sounding the alarm bells. Look, absolutely. That's why it's so important to to schedule them fully developed. I think too, because it it avoids a lot of that going back and forth and one step forward, three steps back, and and that can be very frustrating for the vets for sure. Hey, Reed, I want to take one second to talk about the difference in the claims. Okay, right. for any for anyone who doesn't know this, that when you're talking about VA disability compensation claims. There are two types of claims you can file, okay? Mm -hmm. And you have the option inside of your va.gov account. You can use e-benefits too, but what we're seeing is e-benefits is transitioning most of the claim functionality to va.gov. Right. So it'll probably kick you to va.gov. Um, and va.gov is actually pretty dang good. I'm, I'm impressed with how intuitive it is click by click um, to prepare and file your own claim. but once you're in your VA.gov account and you start a new disability compensation claim, it'll actually tell you you have, a, you have two choices. You can select what's called a fully developed claim, an FDC, or you can select what's called a standard claim. Okay, so option one is fully developed claim. Option two is standard claim. Now, one thing I find really interesting, Jay Reed, is... A year or two ago, the fully developed claims were moving way faster than the standard claims. Yeah. We're not necessarily seeing that anymore. And I think the reason is because more veterans are filing fully developed claims. Right. I think I think it's in the numbers, honestly. So sense. when in doubt, file the fully developed claim if you have evidence. Everything. Okay, now let's talk about evidence. VA disability claims, fellow veterans, are won and lost based upon medical evidence. And you either have enough or you don't. Okay. So I want you to be thinking about, okay, Brian, well, what does it mean to have enough? Okay. Enough is if you've got a diagnosis of the condition you're filing a claim for somewhere in a medical record in either service treatment records, VA medical records, private records, a private medical report, it's gotta be somewhere, okay? So that's the first thing, it's gotta be diagnosed. Now, here's where I see vets make this mistake. Brian, I have PTSD, right? Due to my combat or whatever. Okay, well, honest, have you, you, know, you sought treatment? Are you getting help? Do you take medications? Are you in counseling or therapy? Do you have a psychiatrist, psychologist? Well, no, I've never told anybody. Okay. You need to get your butt to the doctor. Okay. Because it's not that I don't believe you, right? You probably do have PTSD. You have to be able to show on paper that you've been medically diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Because if you file a claim for PTSD and you don't have a diagnosis, the, the VA is probably not even going to order a CNP exam. They're going to deny the claim and go, I, we don't even know if he's the veteran has PTSD. There's no diagnosis. 
So number one, you have to have a medical diagnosis somewhere. Yep. Okay. If you think you've got headaches, neck problems, back issues, acid reflux, foot issues, you got to get to the doctor and get this stuff documented. Okay. So that's first and foremost medical diagnosis. Then this is where a lot of veterans fail. And you heard us talk about this throughout today's call when everybody started saying yes across the bottom of the screen. <laughs> right. How many of you have ever logged into your accounts and you see things that say not service connected? Okay. It's not that the VA is telling you you don't have the condition. That's not it. You might have the condition and they might even be agreeing with you that you do. What they're telling you is based upon the evidence submitted, we don't believe that your condition was caused or made worse by your active duty service. That is what's referred to as the nexus. Okay. Now nexus, all it means is link or connection. That's what nexus means. So by law, for you to get VA disability benefits, your disability conditions must be service connected, meaning it can be tied back to your service or to another service connected disability. Okay. Now, if you've ever been denied in the past, or maybe you're worried about proving your nexus now, right? Because I don't know about you, Jay Reed, but I didn't go to the doctor for every little freaking ache and pain I had when I wore the uniform. Nobody does. You don't, you don't want to right. Okay? So you probably don't have enough evidence in your service treatment records of these disability conditions. You need to get an independent medical opinion also known as a medical nexus letter. They mean the same things, okay? What is a nexus letter? What is an independent medical opinion? It's a private provider's, okay, a private doctor who's trained and certified and educated and credentialed to write a medical opinion, an independent medical opinion in an evidence-based letter. It's a document, okay? And they talk about, based upon the records they reviewed, your service history, the conditions, the medical ideology, okay, which is a fancy term that means cause or origin. They're going to describe, based upon the records, your service, BVA case law, and medical research as to the likelihood that your disability condition should be service connected. They actually provide a nexus statement in the independent medical opinion. And it could say something like, after review of all the records, in my medical opinion, it's at least as likely as not that veteran Jay Reed's PTSD is due to the traumatic stressors he experienced in Afghanistan. Right. Specifically due to trying to navigate freaking minefields and thinking like he was gonna die. Guess what, folks? Day one. I don't know about you, but that rises to the level of a stressor event 
of you feared for your life. You thought you were going to die. In VA speak, that stressor, fearing death due to the landmines that may or may not go off, right. is enough to rise to the level of service connection for combat PTSD. Okay, There's also non-combat PTSD, which are sometimes worse. Right. Th things like military sexual trauma, harassment, assault. Okay. So there's a myth out there that PTSD has to be due to combat. It, no, it doesn't. Right. Some of the worst PTSD we see are PTSD non-combat situations due to military sexual trauma or car accidents or etc. right? You, you name it. So there's lots of things that could be connected, but that's part two. If you've ever been denied service connection in the past, you need to get an independent medical opinion to upload to your va.gov account in support of your disability claim to show that that condition is connected to your service. That'll help you prove the nexus. Okay, so after step one, medical diagnosis, step two, nexus, then it goes to the final step three. And the VA Raider is now gonna look at all the evidence you submitted in your fully developed claim, your, your medical records, if you wrote any personal statements, if you got any buddy letters, if you have an independent medical opinion, whatever, charts, graphs, x-rays, any objective evidence if there is any. Okay? Articles. Articles. And then guess what they do? They pull up on their screen, CFR Title 38, Part 4, the Schedule for Rating Disabilities. And they're looking at the approximate symptoms and level of impairment that you have. And then they're going to apply the level of impairment and the symptomatology based upon the results of your CNP exam, the evidence you submitted, and they're going to assign it a rating that most closely resembles your disability. Okay. So if you're serve, if you have a condition now and it is service connected, but you're underrated, right? Say you're at 0%, 10%. Hey, I'm only at 30% for major depressive disorder. And I think I should be at 70. You're underrated because the rater in the CNP examiner didn't think your symptoms warranted the higher rating criteria by law. Well, guess what? All you have to do now is prove that your symptoms are worse, worse. if they are, right? I mean, obviously you can't file a false claim that's against the law, okay? We teach you to file legal, moral, ethical, medically sound, disability claims so that you control the process. You tell the VA Raider directly, this is the evidence I want you to look at and this evidence alone. That's the magic of a fully developed claim. If you do the standard claim, you're opening yourself up to, you've told the Raider, well, I'm not sure if everything you need to rate my claim is in this file and I want you to go follow your duty to assist right. and go obtain evidence on my behalf. Folks, do not do that. Okay. VA raiders are insanely busy people. 
the harder you make it for them, the less likely it is that you're going to get a result. Okay. How can you help a busy person? You give them exactly what they need to review and rate your claim. Because guess what? They're trying to get it right. They're trying to rate it and get it off their desk and on to the next one. But you got to help them. Right. That's what we teach you to do inside of VA Claims Insider. Okay. So we recommend the fully developed claim. All right, Jay, let's get back here to VA.gov. We've gone through step three, which is gathering of evidence. That's typically the longest phase in right. the VA claim process. But let's go to, to review of evidence, brother. Review. Yeah. So step four, review of evidence. So now you submitted everything like Brian said, you got your buddy letters in, you got your statements, you, every, your records, all of that. So this this step, um, they they actually typically reach out to you sometimes and ask if there's anything else you want to submit. And if there's not, they'll keep moving forward and go from there. And this step typically takes like around a week or two, seven to 14 uh, business days. Um, don't worry, again, I have vets freaking out when they get correspondence from the VA saying, okay, this is the stage we're at, we're doing this. And they're like, what does this mean? It just means that the process is moving along and they're letting you know that they're moving along the process. So like, again, like, don't worry, don't freak out. They have it all in hand. And then um, hey, we Jay, go from there, yeah. One, one thing I wanna add on review of evidence. So what you may see fellow vets, if you're monitoring your claim inside of va.gov it's it's very normal mm -hmm. to see your claim move back and forth right. okay don't freak out it's those are va internal mechanisms that are moving your claim forward or backwards based upon something they might need now let me right. let me help clarify this mm -hmm. you may see things inside your account that say things like you know, request one right. for blah, 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 and some term that you've never heard of and you don't know what it means. That's not for you, okay? I wish I wish the VA would just take that crap out of there yeah. so we wouldn't see it. That's an internal message, okay? Those are, that's for internal VA employees who are communicating. You will know very clearly by looking at any request after your claim has been submitted, if it's for you, okay? They will tell you specifically, okay? Mm -hmm. All right, let's keep going. Yeah, for sure. And then um, yeah, step five, when you're, they're preparing for your decision, um, this is when the rater gets all the evidence from the your IMO or back in the day it used to be DBQ, but we're not using those anymore. And they, um, they look at everything, and this is why we stress to you want to make sure that you impress upon your CMP examiner the full and total extent of your symptoms and the deficit it's having in your life at that point, because they literally go by what that examiner says. And if you didn't do your mission and impress upon them how this disability is affecting your life, at the very least, you might get service connected at a zero just just because you have it but you didn't do your mission and tell them how having it has affected your life so then you get that small rating your rating comes in when you do your mission and impress upon them how bad your symptoms are then you get that rating that you morally ethically and legally deserve and you go from there so 
they'll prepare your decision. Again, these steps usually take you know, a couple of weeks at the very least. So mm -hmm. again, we ask you to be patient. You know, it's it's hard to tell the vets not to stock the, the e-benefits page, but we all do it when we're I waiting. For, okay, I did it. <laughs> I did it last year uh, in 2019. So I know that feeling. But at the same time, it can give you anxiety. So just like you said, if you see something, don't do a knee-jerk reaction and start getting anxiety and then hitting me up. Jay Reed, call me ASAP. I just got this request. <laughs> I've gotten those two. And it's okay. I'm here to answer questions and stuff like that. But we want to take care of our mental health during this process too and not be um, adding to the stress. So there's that. And then again, you'll see on eBenefits, you'll keep moving along your decisions. And what you want to see too is them um, the preparation for a decision and you go into the pending decision approval phase. And that's where you're going to get your final award, where the person, the head honcho, the grand wizard is going to be like, all right, I see your IMO, I see your evidence, I see your medical records, I see your connection, your nexus. Yep. The, the It's in my face now. So legally, morally, and ethically, I have to rate you or give you the rating you deserve based on how fully developed your claim was, how you did the process, and how you filed everything the way you were supposed to. And again, if you do everything you're supposed to do, like Brian said, you make their job easier, your claim comes up back around quickly. And then again, average for two weeks or so, you'll um, you'll see them uh, moving along your process. And again, stalking the page is one thing, but they will send you correspondence through the mail and they will also update the websites and they're getting very good at that too. So you just have to look out for that um, decision packet after that. and. Um, let your your coaches know the good news, hopefully. And then if again, if even if it's bad news, you know, we always everything's about balance. There's evil and good, and there's light and dark. And you know, that CMP examiner is still a human being doing a job. And sometimes the, the decisions don't always come back favorable, but don't panic. There's always a contingency that we have in place to to combat the VA or come back with a with another um, rebuttal to what they say. So those decision letters are very important and make sure you keep those too when you get your decision letters because a lot of vets will just throw it away because they're mad. And then we're like, ah, oh, we need that because it exactly <laughs> tells you, it exactly tells you what, when, why, where the VA yeah. decided not to meet you halfway. And then you go from there. Yeah. And they make, a, folks, they make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Clerical I mean, good, a lot too. I've seen, I've seen rating decision letters that were copied and pasted from another veteran's claim yes. file. Yep. So like, like, I mean, it was a clear error, right? I've seen absolutely ridiculous denials for things that didn't even follow statute, which is the law. Right. Okay? Again, VA raiders are human beings, just like mm -hmm. you and me. And absolutely. sometimes they don't know what they don't know. They're not perfect. So, you maybe get denied and it feels like a gut punch. You feel like he's calling me a liar again. You mother like, right. right. It hurts. Absolutely. The truth is though, when, when you pause, when you gather your thoughts, right. Vent to your coach. Right. <laughs> just breathe. When you actually read the decision letter, that's going to be mailed to your place of residence. It comes physically in the mail. Yep. The VA tells you, as Jay Reed mentioned, the who, what, when, where, why, how. They detail out exactly what they found, the evidence they reviewed. <laughs> There's another error. Right. We see a lot of times they didn't review your evidence. 
Well, if they didn't revere your evidence and they denied your claim, that's a foul. Facts. What do you do? You file a higher level review. You get it to another adjudicator. You say, this is crap. You didn't even look at all my evidence. I had a diagnosis, clear nexus for service connection and symptoms, boom, done. Right. It's going to get overturned in the higher level review. Okay. So there's always another path. It's never over. Even if you've been denied 30 years ago, mm -hmm. it ain't over folks, unless you quit. Right. And we ain't going to let you do that. Okay. We're not going to let you do that. I would bet almost every single person on our team has had a disability claim denied before. Okay. And it sucks. It hurts. It hurts badly. Okay. That's one thing the VA doesn't understand. Uh -huh. They don't understand when you send this cold letter in the mail in this inhumane, dehumanized process where you never get to speak to somebody and they just deny you, claim closed, you feel pretty shitty. Absolutely. It sucks and it hurts. Okay. There's another way. There's another path. Okay. So don't quit. All right, Jay Reed. Um, anything else that we want to share on tips of the disability claim process? I'm trying to think if there's anything else um, that I want to pull out. Is there anything else you want to share before we take some questions? Yeah, it's just echoing off of what you said too. You, you really want to pay attention to these decision letters because again, you, you get this knee jerk reaction like, what did I mess up? Like I did something wrong. And a lot of the times it absolutely is nothing you did. You did everything perfectly right as veterans, but there's human error. Like for instance, I had a vet get a decision letter saying that his ankle was denied because he got his teeth pulled. I promise. Like medically that doesn't even connect. <laughs> so literally said that on his decision. I was like, okay, we're going to do a high level review, of course. But just goes to show like the blatancy sometimes and the absolute like nonsense really. That, that some of us veterans go through. I had another veteran had her CMP exam letter on the outside and the, the timestamp said the 20th of the month and the actual exam in the envelope was on the 15th and they denied her because she didn't show up, obviously. <laughs> That's happening. And it's, it's on and on and on. So no, not to be the devil's advocate, but it's just to, to make the vets aware, like don't flip out right as you get these decisions or if it's a denial, like, get with your coach read through it together and then a lot of the times it's something as easy fix as going online now you can do it online the hlrs and um and file your your hlr that way so yeah Good stuff. great great advice and look it's i realize it's not going to help in the moment when you get that denial right. um it hurts it always does it hurts it hurts us we feel it for you as well um, it hurts me personally when I know a vet's been denied and, and I know that sometimes what you want to do is lash out, right? right? You want to take it out on your coach or your family, your kids, your, your coworkers, you know, you're going to turn to alcohol, drugs, like you're going to, you're going to do something to try to handle this, to try to cope with cope, the fact yeah. that you were just called a liar. I mean, that's, right. that's what feels like absolutely okay? fellow vets please if and when you can do it i'm going to say a prayer for you when we're done take a minute to breathe 
Okay? Mm-hmm. You, you can be pissed off. I'm not telling you not to be pissed off. Be pissed off and then take a breath and read through that letter in detail and try to understand based upon the VA's rating decision, why did they do what they did? Right. And I guarantee you when you start looking in the fine print, evidence reviewed, hey, they didn't even consider my independent medical opinion. They didn't even consider my buddy letter. Right. They said I didn't have any evidence in my service treatment records. Well, clearly you didn't look at page 47 Uh because I have a diagnosis of sleep apnea on page 47. Right. Okay. These decisions, these stupidly ridiculous mistakeful denials, okay, will be overturned. But you've got to get back up and get ready to get back in the ring and tighten up your gloves, okay, because it's a heavyweight bout and you're back for another round. You got punched in the nose, you're bleeding a little bit, but you wipe it off. You strap in, your coach is behind you, helping you, getting you ready, getting you some water, getting you back off the chair, and you're ready to go throw some punches, okay? That's what we help you do, okay? All right, let's take some questions. I know we've already gone uh, over an hour here, but let's see if uh, we can take a few questions about anything y'all want to ask today. Hey, Aaron, how you doing, brother? Hey, Aaron. Oh, sure. So I'll, I'll talk to this. So okay. Aaron, I'm going to read the question here. He says, I went uh, trying to increase a 0% rating for the broken hand uh-huh. and got over the doctor. We'll do another x-ray. But if I don't find, if don't find evidence of the broken bone, we will likely take away your 0% rating. That's false. Okay. So if you're already service connected and rated at 0%, They've already said you've got an issue with your hand, okay? And they've service connected you at 0%. Now, there's a a little known principle, okay? I call it the pain principle. If any muscular, skeletal, physical condition causes you pain, by law, the VA has to grant you the lowest compensable rating for that condition. Hmm. Okay. So what that means in your case, Aaron, is you should get 10%. At the very least. At the very least. If you have pain, okay? doesn't matter if you have a broken bone or not. Pain. They're not going to take away the 0%. Okay? The, the broken bone doesn't matter nearly as much as what has the previous broken bone now caused, affected, or limited in your life. Pain, limitation of range of motion. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna use myself here because we're talking about the hand. <laughs> For know this. Look at look at my finger. Man. Okay. You can see it based, it looks like a snake that ate a frog that's trying to digest it. Okay. So, <laughs> it does. so you can see the scarring. 
right? I mean, you can see there's there's like a three inch scar oh, yeah. here and here, and I shattered my this entire joint was blown up by mm. hockey injury when I was a cadet. And I've had three surgeries on that finger to try to get range of motion back. And I can still only bend it to about, right? I'll get it on camera here, right? <laughs> right. Here. Wow. Okay. But it's, but it's still painful most days. Okay. I have 10% for this right finger. Okay. Now they didn't compensate me for the broken bone. Mm. I'm compensated for the pain the limitation of range of motion and the scarring. Okay. It's scarring, by the way. Can oh, be yeah. I was about to say scarring. Yeah. Connected rating. Okay. Just depends on the severity. So uh, you're going to be okay. Aaron is the bottom line, but fellow vets, the, the message we want to get across on that question. And Jay Reed mentioned it a little bit earlier. When you're at your compensation and pension exam, you got to tell all. Uh -huh. And if you can't do something, don't do it, okay? If the doctor tells you, here, let me give you an example. Let's say you're at a C&P exam for your lower back, okay? You filed a claim for lumbar strain with pain and limitation of range of motion, okay? Well, you go to your C&P exam and the doctor says, you know, all right, all right, Brian, uh, bend over and touch your toes. Okay. Well, if you can bend over and touch your toes with no pain and no limitation of range of motion, guess what's going to happen? Okay. The doctor's going to write in their notes, veteran had no pain and full favorable range of motion with no limitations. If you're lucky enough to get it service connected, it's going to be rated at zero. Okay. But I want to take a step back. If you truly don't have pain and limitation of range of motion and you were just trying to get it service connected in case it gets worse later, got it. You probably deserve the 0%. Right. But what we've seen is based upon the fact that we're vets and we're told mission first always, okay? You take care of everybody else but yourself. You don't show weakness. You don't talk about your pains and aches. We see vets go into those things and they push through the pain. Right. They push through the pain. The doctor says, hey, I want to bend your knee. Tell me if you have any pain. Uh, man, just a little bit maybe, right? Doctor, I have very little to no pain at full flexion. Okay? Make the doctor stop or do not do something if you can't. Don't let him touch you. If it hurts, don't let him touch you. If they tell you to bend over and touch your toes and your spine is frozen, tell them you can't bend over. Okay? Do not let the CNP examiner trap you or force you into a situation that, frankly, Jay Reed, it's illegal, it's immoral, and it's unethical, and it's wrong. And yet, we're seeing some of you garbage CNP examiners do this to our veterans, and it's bullshit. And it's got to stop. And we're calling you out one-on-one. -on -one. We are telling our veterans to file formal complaints, to route this up the chain, to contract the company that they're working with because Absolutely. you just 
be doing CNP exams. It's garbage. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's true it's though, Brian. It is the truth. It's, I tell my bands too. It's like if don't wait till you get to pain. If you're have if you're supposed to move your joints, you're not supposed to have discomfort at the very least. So if you're having discomfort, that's your range of motion, not pain. Pain, you're already pushing past where your body's limited and you're only going to deteriorate more because those conditions get worse with time. So once you get discomfort, stop yeah. there. Don't go to pain. That's way that's past. That's a great nugget. Man, I've, so Jay Reed, I've never described it that way, um, but I'm going to borrow that. It makes a lot Absolutely. of sense. Absolutely. It is Don't the truth. Don't let yourself go to pain. If no. you're feeling discomfort, make them stop. That's your range of motion. I tell my patients that when I was in the same thing, don't push yourself through pain because we've been taught that in training. We've been taught that they shame us. Like you say, oh, you're a big, strong vet. You can bend over a little bit more. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> Stop what there. Great, what a great tip right there, Jay Reed. That, that, that little tip right there, that's a knowledge bomb. Yeah. <sighs> right? Jay Reed drops those all day, every day. Okay, let's do another question. <clears throat> I can take this one because I was yeah. a federal employee. So Blake, thank Great you. Question. Yeah. Blake says, can my disability affect my federal employment? I'm assuming that means you're probably a government civil servant. Okay. Lockheed Martin or something. Federal employee, maybe a contractor. Right. Um, the, the short answer is no. <laughs> I mean, no. Just there, money. There's only one disability situation that can affect your employment okay private employment or federal employment and that is if you are receiving what is called total disability individual unemployability or tdiu okay because if you're collecting tdiu that means you're being paid at the hundred percent rating right which is over $3,000 a month tax-free. And right. the reason you're being paid that is you've told the VA you're unable to work because of your service-connected disabilities. You're unable to hold substantially gainful employment. Well, if you're working for the federal government making 80K a year, okay, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. that's a problem. And you need to let the VA know hey, I shouldn't be receiving this TDIU, or if you can't continue in your federal employment, you shouldn't continue if you, if you can't work, right? So you need to make a decision. But there's this, there's this unbelievable myth out there that your disability rating or your disability conditions will affect your employment. It has nothing to do with that. They're, they're mutually exclusive. You could be rated... 100% P&T and be making $10 million a year as a business owner, okay? It, they, don't, they don't have anything to do with your income it, no. it's, and it's not gonna affect your employment, okay? All right, let's do one more question before we break today um, and keep asking your questions, fellow vets on Facebook as well as on YouTube. We're gonna do our best to, to answer you. Thank you for the question, Christian. He says, I'm rated at 
for my back in 2015. Yesterday, I received a call from LHI. Okay, it's one of the contracting companies for a CNP exam for my back and my VA account says we received your claim. I didn't file a new claim. Why is this? Ah, yes. So Christian, it's probably what's called a routine future examination. Okay, I think the VA calls it an RFE um, inside. Yeah. Routine future evaluation, routine future exam. The VA can always look at your conditions. Okay, mm -hmm. and I same thing happened to me. I had I didn't file a claim. Why did I just get scheduled for a CNP exam? I had a routine future exam evaluation uh, for my mental health condition. Mm. Okay, so what happens though in these routine future evals and exams? You're going to get scheduled for a CNP exam. Now a lot of vets will immediately freak out and go, "What the crap? Like I didn't yeah. file this claim, or you know they're going to take away my rating." That's not why they do routine future examinations. Truth is, in that reevaluation, which is really what they're doing, you might be worse. Mm -hmm. So disability conditions, especially, I think, sir, you mentioned it's your back. Your back condition may be worse now than it was five years ago when they rated you 20%. So the same tip we give every vet we're going to give to you now you got to be ready to nail your cnp exam you need to know exactly what your back condition is and how severe your symptoms are today and how it's limiting or affecting your work your life any functioning or mobility any pain any limitation of range of motion functional impairment and you got to be ready to tell that examiner exactly what is going on with your back okay and if you do that if you're uncomfortably vulnerable and you share those things you're going to be just fine absolutely right? you'll be just fine tell okay. your truth yeah so look fellow vets this was awesome again jay reed dude seriously man thank you okay. uh, you know you i know i've told you that before but um you really do lift me up and I love seeing the, the motivational um, things inside of the, the inspiration channel there in Slack for our teammates. I love who you are as a human being. I mean, man, this is like you mentioned coming out of the womb. Like, this is what you were born to do. I believe that. We, were, not just me. We, yeah, we. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> we were born to serve fellow vets. And I'm, man, I'm just, I'm so proud to, to be able to do this with you and, and I fellow you, vets, Ryan, likewise. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate you. And, and thank you, fellow vets. Um, there's a lot of things you could have done today, right? Yeah. You, you decided to, to come and hang out with us and we appreciate that. Uh, we exist for you and because of you. All right. That's why we do this. Feel free to check us out. Um, VAclaimsinsider.com. There's a ton of free resources. If you if you go to vaclaimsinsider.com and look at the top of the page in the menu bar, there's a section there called free resources, mm -hmm. and there's tons of free stuff, right? So even if even if you're not quite ready to take the leap of faith, we've got our YouTube channel, we've got our Facebook page, we're writing blog posts every week. Follow along, get engaged, okay? And then our goal here is to make this connection right 
And when we connect this with this, okay, you, yeah, you hear it again. Dark, 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 there's nothing up there. When you make these connections, okay, maybe that's when you go, you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. I'm tired of being tired. I, I'm sick of being denied. I hate being called a liar. I think I need more medical evidence. I, I need a strategy. I need to talk to a coach. When you've hit that moment where you're you're done mm -hmm. and you're ready to give up and you're like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at my wits end. That's the moment we want you to absolutely go, wait a minute, here's an organization that is for veterans, by veterans, that exists to help me get the VA rating I deserve in less time. Oh yeah. We want you to sign up and you can start for free. Okay. We only win if you win. I can't think of a more fair way to structure a deal than to say, we don't win unless you win. It's our win. It's our win. Amen. Amen. All right, fellow vets. Again, thank you so much, Jay Reed. I appreciate it. Thank you, Eric the Bearded right. Vet, helping out behind the scenes. All of our insider teammates and fellow vets, we love you. Okay? Absolutely. Be safe, brothers and sisters.